High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. As you know, every Wednesday here on High Noon, it's Hook's Books. I pop over to Grafton Street to Debray Bookstore and talk to Susan Walsh. Susan thought this week we'd look at some of the year's bestsellers, which are now out in paperback and could make for handy reading on the train, waiting for the doctor or indeed just sitting at home as a change from telly. It's paperback books for your back pocket. The best-selling paperback we've had all year is The Green Road by Anne Enright. Um, a lot of people remember this. It was shortlisted for the booker. Anne Enright is our current laureate for fiction and one of the wittiest and cleverest authors I know. So I'm this a big is, this fan. is uh, um, humour, is it, The Green Road? No, no, it's definitely not humour. This is uh, it's set in the west of Ireland. Um, as uh, Belinda McKeown described it, she said it's the real Irish novel. It's got the mammy and the home place and the booze and the pope. Um, and it's a kind Kind of matriarchal figure Rosaline is at home in the house at home on her own she's kind of a little bit embittered accusing her children of leaving her you know and they all, they all went one by one to different corners of the is earth. Is this the playboy of the western world for the 21st century is it? I haven't heard it described like that I have to admit <laughs> but but uh, you could do a little bit of a thesis on that George um, but this is just it, it's, it, you can actually picture it yeah Rosaline decides that writing her Christmas cards that she's going to sell the family home so the four adult children come back for one last Christmas you know to kind of revisit their childhoods and you know kind of try and reconnect with their mother a bit. I think I should confess uh, Susan because I come over to Dubray every Wednesday and talk books with you really the books are only an excuse to sample your coffee because we're up in the coffee shop and your man here in Dubray coffee makes the greatest Americano west of uh, the Pecos. Very good. We have him well trained. Well done, Garrett. <laughs> so what's out and up next? Well, we put this whole idea about looking at the paperbacks into my head was the girl on the train. I mean, you can't have missed this paperback came out actually last year, but it's just been newly published with a new cover to tie in with the movie. So if you haven't read it yet, it's now got Emily Blunt. But I just have to mention it because it's selling like hotcakes once again. There because is still it's a movie. The movie has just come out and it's meant to be very grim, but brilliant. So... Um, the only thing here is we have this family in the west of Ireland they're selling the house and they're all failing to connect and everything now we have uh, the, 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 the what on the train the girl on the train more grim have you got any sort of, of a, a lighter <laughs> variety no well actually the other one I had picked out was because a girl on the train spawned such a a family, a litany of this grip lit is the new catchphrase. Um, and another a Scandinavian crime novel I picked up on was Victim Without a Face by Stefan Anham. I was quite surprised actually, I just discovered this is his first novel because during the summer all our staff were recommending it. It was in our promotion called The Books You Can't Put Down, one of those books you get completely hooked in i have a copy here for you george and we're after just getting a, an advanced copy of his new book coming in january so i actually could read this there's yes. a real danger i might read this not because he's a new scandinavian sensation as it says in the cover not because he's more gripping than joe nesbo and not be, not because it, the book is stephen anham's victim of her face but at the bottom it says recalls mankel at his best now, now, if this guy is as good as Mankell, yes. uh, he's my kind of writer. 
Well, my colleague Nick Limbray does maintain he's as good as Mankell, and he's he's got that same kind of character, this Fabian Risk, who's moved from the big city hardcore detective to small town for the quiet life, and needless to say, gets caught up investigating two very serious murders, which turn out to be a little bit linked with his past and school bullies, and it's a very gripping. Very fast-paced. Okay, so grip later has replaced, yeah. check later. But uh, any chance again lightening the, the pressure on me here because I'll be covering the American election and I'll probably need something to, to get me off it. I'm not sure this is a little bit lighter, but it is set in New York, so it could prepare you for your trip uh, over, over the Atlantic. Um, the next one I picked out because the paperback just landed last week, 13 Ways of Looking by Cullen McCann. Um, this was, it's a novella, The 13 Ways of Looking, and with three short stories at the back, which are just bonus short stories, because the novella itself is so beautifully written, and it's such a great story. It, you know, it, would st it stands on its own. Um, it's set on a very cold day in January in New York. You can imagine the mounds of snow and ice with an old man. He was once very important, a retired judge, and he's waking up in his Upper East Side wealthy apartment. Um, he's very old now and frail and completely reliant on a carer to look after him. And he goes out to meet his quite obnoxious son for lunch. Um, and also there's a crime case involved and the detective who is investigating uh, what what happened you know he's piecing it all together and describes it almost right. like a okay. putting together right. a poem listen we're running out of time here and i've nearly finished my coffee one last the paperback is another um well it's his history it's not fiction um arden by anthony beaver read it in hardback Fantastic. so i'm delighted it's yeah. out in uh uh, paperback. Anthony Beaver, if you're interested in World War II history, this guy is class. And uh, what, But you have to concentrate with Beaver because what he does is he says, uh, the 14th Battalion of the Royal Worcestershire's move left as they entered the village of, you know, and then meanwhile coming toward them with the 5th Panzer Division. So you, you have to start thinking, where did the Panzers come from? You know, because he's very deep detailed but he, he he is a historian of detail i really like him so arden yeah. 44 which was hitler's last throw in the dice in world war ii when they did precisely what in fact they had done in world war one what they had done in 1939 and everybody was asleep nobody thought they'd come through the forest yeah. and if you watched um the great uh, story about the 102nd Airborne um, Band of Brothers, they are part of that Ardent thing in yeah, about yeah. episode number 11 oh. of Band of Brothers. So that is very exciting. Very good. I couldn't have sold it better myself. <laughs> Thank you, George. But it is great now because, again, like you, I have the hardback at home, but it's such a huge, big, heavy tome. I'm yeah. delighted to see it in paperback because I can fit it into my bag to sit on the train. Can I ask you? No, we don't tell anybody I asked you this question. This is just between you and me, Obviously. right? What was the book that was republished with new cover? Cover the Girl on the Train. Yeah. Yes. So could G. Hook republish his autobiography with a new cover on it and everybody would buy it thinking it was a new book and it'd make a fortune? Could definitely. And I think we should definitely try and get Emily Blunt on the cover. Could we do that? Yeah. <laughs> G-Hook and Emily. No. 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 G-Hook and Pamela Anderson on the cover. Now we've got a bestseller. 
Now we've got a better start. Oh, we can go home then. <laughs> all right, listen, we've got all the books here. And finally, just a quickie before you go. Is this another Japanese fella? Yes. Sorry, I had to mention it. It's Shusako a... Endo, Silence. Yeah, the book is called Silence. It was actually published in 1966. And 50 years later, it's getting a massive revival with a movie about to come out. And I pulled it out today because... Just Picador have reissued their lovely classic edition, which is just a beautiful cover. Um, okay. But it's one of our best sellers in paperback over the because last few weeks. Because still stuck in the Ishiguro or whatever his name is. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, I think she might like silence, so I might send that home with you for Ingrid, if you don't mind. Is it true that for Halloween you're doing horror books next week? Yes. I won't be getting much sleep between now and then, revisiting some of those I, horror I, classics I, from my teens. I'd send a replacement in, because <laughs> I don't do horror. Let me tell you, the last horror movie I saw was 1956, The Beast with Five Fingers, starring uh, Peter Lorre. And I watched the entire movie with my head between my knees. <laughs> well, I actually think a scary book scares me a lot more than a movie does because your imagination does a lot more damage. <laughs> Susan Walsh at Dubray, in Grafton Street in Bray and hundreds of locations worldwide, um, all delivering the best Americanos west of the Pecos. Will Garrett be here next week to do a coffee? For I'll you? make sure he will. Thank you Thanks. very much. Thanks, Susan. <laughs>